it has been so long since I've recorded a podcast. I have not talked to you guys in over a year. Can you believe it? It has been an entire year since the last episode of This Is 40. And honestly, I can't even tell you what happened. Like, I have no idea um, how I let this happen. But here we are. And, you know, we're not going to be dwelling on the past. We're only focused on the future. And honestly, we're focused on the present right now. Let's be honest. Um, And the present is all about the Rona. (sighs) You guys. What in the world is going on? I have been stuck in the house for two whole months and just found out on Friday that we have at least another month to go. And let me just say, I get it. I understand. I'm even on board because I know what's at stake. I had Rona. I actually got sick at the beginning of March, and uh, yeah, I was considered a, um, you know, a minor, mild case because I was not hospitalized, but let me tell you, there was nothing mild or minor (laughs) about the way I felt. Um, It's awful, and I can't imagine what it would have been like had I had to be hospitalized because of not being able to breathe or needing a respirator like or ventilator or whatever the heck those things are called. Um, I have asthma and that definitely at least made me more aware of what could happen. Um, but it just wasn't pretty, you guys. It just wasn't pretty. And the thing that really sucked about it is that I had to... Uh, do it by myself because I live alone and so I quarantined alone and no one could come over and be in my space because you know highly contagious and whatnot and so um, yeah it just was it was intense it was super intense and it took about 15 days for me to get over it and it started with what felt like a regular cold Um, you know, the sneezing, the sniffles, the headache, all of that. And then it started turning into a really bad cough, like a horrible cough, which made the headaches worse. But then it was like all this phlegm. And I was like, how is my body producing this much mucus? Like, where is it coming from? And I was neti potting because I thought it was just a cold. I was like, there's no way I have Corona. Like, there's no way. Um, and then it just took a turn for the worse. Like I woke up one day, I had sweated out, um, like through the night, my sheets were completely drenched. Um, I had chills. Um, I just felt so like it was dark. Yeah, it was dark. Um, did telemedicine was denied testing multiple times. Because I never had a fever, (laughs) which, of course, two months into this thing in the U.S., we know now that only a third of um, patients present with a fever. Um, And yet they were using that as the defining factor for denying people testing. So there's a whole lot that I could say about this entire experience. And there certainly are people who are far smarter and far more red than me that are 
commenting. Um, but I will say that after battling for 15 days, um, I started feeling better. I was able to breathe again. Um, I did. I am still on additional asthma meds just because um, that was not back to normal. It still really isn't. And although I will say, I now have this raspier little voice going on. It feels a little more sultry. I feel a little, you know, a little more grown and sexy. Um, and not the usual high-pitched sound, squealy sound, cartoony sound, really, um, that is my normal voice. And you might completely disagree with me and be like, girl, whatever, you sound the same. And that's fine, you know, it's fine, it's fine. Um, to quote Tiffany, it's fine. But I do definitely feel, uh, especially in the morning and like at night, it starts getting all deep and stuff. And I'm like, hey, girl. Hey, so we'll see how uh, that progresses as I improve, as my breathing improves. Um, whew. So you guys, being stuck in the house, let me tell you, there are a few things that I have learned about myself during this time. And I thought it might be good to just kind of start with that. We have been away from each other for over a year. Um, a lot has happened in life. Um, I think the last time I recorded, I talked about my new job. And so I've now been in my role for over a year and it had, it was an intense year, you guys. Like, <laughs> whew, I went through two executives, like basically my team changed over twice and during that time. And it was just, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. But um, we're resilient and we press through and naturally I made it um, because not making it isn't really an option. So I am blessed to have a role that I love. I legit love the work that I do. I love um, the kinds of things that um, the varieties of work that I do and I really enjoy the people that I work with and that's always a, a plus so no complaints on my end um, I am a very blessed person but it was an intense year and I think I really struggled with finding balance between and not even balance but harmony finding a sense of harmony um, between my work and my personal and my, you know, just all the things, like bringing it all together. Because I'm a person who loves work. Like I, I just, I enjoy work. I enjoy working. I enjoy, because I do enjoy the work that I do. Um, it doesn't always feel like work to me. Um, but it is work. <laughs> and I don't need to be working all the time. And I have to really be intentional about cutting off work even if it's fun, even if it's exciting, even if it's challenging and it's feeding me in all the ways I want my work to, to feed me, um, I still need to put it aside so that I can focus on the other things and allow time for the other things that matter in my life. Um, and that's something that I really struggled with last year. And so I say harmony because going, leaving the year, like I've always had this concept of like, oh, you have to have balance. Like we've heard people talk about it all the time, you know, finding balance in your life. But coming into 2020, my intention was not to find balance, but to bring harmony to the different parts of my life, to the different areas of my life. So how can I 
bring a sense of harmony to my work and my friends and my family and my love life and um, you know my my service to others. How can I bring some harmony there? Um, and that really means for me anyway that there are seasons, right? Like there are seasons where things are going to be in bloom in one area and they're going to be in decay in others. And that decay is not death. Well, I mean it is. Okay, decay is death, y'all. It is, but it's not so that it doesn't replenish, right? Like there's a cycle. Um, and I just, I think about that from a perspective of nature. I've really been learning a lot about the seasons um, and the cycles of nature and the cycles of life as reflected in nature. And I think about the harmony that balances there, right? Like if you think about Lion King and the song, The Circle of Life, and even the, the lesson that Mufasa gave Simba, um, everything is interconnected. Everything is dependent on the other. And so when I was trying to find balance, for me, it was like, not that everything was interconnected and dependent on the other. It was like, okay, this has to be at this, this part. And then this has to have equal parts. And then this, because it has to be balanced across the scale. And it's like, but that's not really life. That's not how life works. Um, there are going to be seasons where, you know, your family is going to pull from you and that side of the scale is going to be really tipped towards the other side. And so if you're trying to find balance, then you're not really giving attention to what actually needs attention in your life. And for me, that's the thing that I want to correct in this year. Um, I don't need balance. I need harmony um, so that I can be free to, if family requires more attention, I can be free to give family the attention that it needs. Or if work requires more attention, which honestly, in my first year in my new role was very true. Um, I was learning not only the role and the company, which is this massive company, but I was also learning people. Um, and that's exhausting, you guys. And I think for me, especially because I am an observer, I am a communicator, and I pay attention to what's spoken and unspoken. I pay attention to the energy that is in the room. I pay attention to who's not heard or who's not seen. Um, it matters to me how people are treated. And I also am anticipating what's to come because I'm a discerner. And so I try, not try, do or do not, there is no try, Pastor Yoda. Um, I am always cognizant of reading the room. Um, and so that's exhausting. That's exhausting when you're learning new people. And it's exhausting when you come into an environment that's a little bit chaotic. Um, and I just had a lot to adjust to in that, that first year. And it took a lot away from the other areas of my life. So I'm in this place now where I'm stuck in the house, like all of you. Um, you know, we've been asked to stay home out of protection for ourselves and our families and each other because community we are interconnected. We do not live in isolation. We do not live alone. We are not islands. Um, though it feels like it right now, let me tell you. Um, but the point is that we have time now to kind of, you know, like we're, we're just here. And I was saying 
um, you know, the words that we choose matter. And as I've watched tons of TikTok, which I'm pretty sure a lot of you have done as well, um, the song Stuck in the House is like, it's in the house, right? It's like, it's in your head. Like, it's just the, it's the, what do they call it? The earworm. They won't go away. Um, because it's so real. You feel like you're trapped in the house, like you're stuck. But that word stuck is like one of my least favorite words because I don't, ever want to feel like I'm stuck in anything, anywhere, at any time, any place. Um, because that feels like it takes away freedom. And watching all these idiots, and I'm going to call them idiots and fight me, <laughs> but watching all these idiots compare um, quarantine requirements to a loss of civil rights, I just, listen, I can't, I don't have the patience for that kind of foolery. Um, but we're not stuck. Like we're intentionally choosing to care for other people, to prefer others over ourselves in some cases, um, out of a desire for all of us to be well. If we have learned nothing else during this season, we have learned, I hope it sinks in, but we have learned that we are ultimately reliant on like the service economy for our economy to work. And we are reliant on people to be healthy for our economy to work. So if those two things are true, then I really hope that there are some changes reflected in our policies moving forward. I don't trust our politicians to actually do that. And that's a whole nother story. Um, but it really is a necessity. And it's really something that we have to think about. Like when we talk about going back to normal, there is no normal. Like this can't be like what we had before cannot be how we move forward. Because it doesn't make sense that people losing their jobs means that they have now lost health care in the middle of a freaking pandemic. Like that's completely illogical and borderline stupid. <laughs> like it's like the definition of stupidity. And so I think about those kinds of things and it's like we have this space to really think about what we want tomorrow to look like. We're not stuck. We are intentionally choosing to protect people. And then I think we have to intentionally choose to define what this season is going to bring for us. So that's kind of what I really want to talk about, even though I did like all that other stuff. But that's really what I want to talk about is how are we defining this season? Um, like what is going to mean for us moving forward? And I don't mean in the sense of you have to produce and you have to be, you know, hustling or like none of that. That's not what I mean. I mean, in the sense of what kind of person are you going to be? What are you going to value and how are you going to demonstrate that value moving forward? How will it impact your decision making? Um, how will it impact how you show up in your day to day, how you show up for others, whether you know them or not, and how you will engage as a global citizen? And I also think about kind of like when this is over and we're able to go out what kind of world do we want to leave like we have this this opportunity to do a reset 
in a way um, where we don't have to go back to things as they were. I mean, we really, we can't, we shouldn't, we can't, right? Like there are some things that have changed and I think that they're forever changed. Um, and how do we move forward knowing that we're in that place? So I've been sitting here just kind of, you know, the first, the first month of quarantine, like I said, I was sick. So for the first half of that month, for all of March, I was sick and or recovering. <laughs> and the recovery period was intense. Like it was also a very extensive period. It was emotional too, um, because again, no contact with human humans. Um, and I couldn't do a whole lot. And then we get to month two and, you know, I'm working from home like many of you. I'm trying to be productive. I'm trying to maintain my levels of productivity because even though the kind of work, the pace of work shifted, the, um, the amount of work did not. It was still like the, the reg regular rhythm was still moving forward. Um, and so it was like, okay, how can I continue to show up, you know, at my best, giving my all like normal? Um, and doing that really separated from the emotional toll that all of this was taking. And let me just tell you, in case you were wondering, you cannot. You can't. It is literally impossible for you to move forward in this season as if none of this is happening. <laughs> so your to-do list, um, especially for work, because even though we're not leaving the house, people definitely operate as if, you know, there's not like, like we are, like we don't have the distractions of home. Like we don't have the weight of the world on our shoulders right now. Like we aren't struggling with the emotional turmoil of, you know, knowing people around us are, are actually dying or losing their lives or getting sick at any moment because of this, this disease, this sickness. Um, and people want us to just keep showing up and it's hard. And so how do you, how do you do that? Um, and, and honor yourself at the same time. That was what I struggled with in month two. <laughs> um, and I, I hit a wall. Like, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I hit a wall and not just hit it. Like I crashed into that bitch. Okay. Um, she crumbled <laughs> and I had moments where like, and I'm not as overly, I'm not going to call it, I'm not going to quantify it. It doesn't matter. I hit the wall. She crashed down around me and I had multiple meltdowns where I was just like, I can't take it anymore. Like I literally don't want to be here anymore. Not on this planet, but in this situation, um, I am an extrovert. I need to be around people. It is part of what gives me energy. It's part of what gives me, gives me, gives me life is to be around others. And I can't be around people. I can't touch them. Something that I discovered in month two of quarantining, physical touch and quality time, top love languages. Okay. Top love languages. And I, this is something that I didn't really know about myself. <laughs> because it's just something that I do and I'd never thought about it. And when I took the love language test years ago, 
I tested different um, for what was important to me. Um, acts of service was my number one. And that is still incredibly important to me. But as I've gotten older, um, these other like these other things have surfaced as more of a need. And um, I don't know if they designed the love languages for it to evolve as you do. But it doesn't matter. It did. And so because those are my like, that's my love language is to physical touch um, and quality time and to be in a space where I can't touch you. Um, because I live alone and if you're out meeting and interacting with people, then you're not safe for me. And then if I'm out interacting with people, I'm not safe for you. And it's just like, you know, like that balance. And so, yeah, it's just been hard, you guys. It's been a doozy. And I had the meltdowns and I was wise enough to allow myself to have those meltdowns. Um, that's why I said I'm not going to quantify it by saying, oh, I'm not an emotional person. It doesn't matter whether I'm emotional or not, because that's not a negative thing. Um, but I definitely had to get to a place where I could um, allow myself to have those moments and to acknowledge them and to voice them to others. Um, I tend to still, despite my best efforts, suffer in silence a lot, um, where it's just like, yeah, like you feel this way. Other people are feeling this way too. So you're not unique in that. Um, you know, you're resilient. You can pull through it, just push through it. And it's like, we've got to stop telling ourselves to push through pain and push through, um, weakness as if it doesn't matter that you're feeling it like you have to pause and acknowledge it and and nurse it right like acknowledge it and nurse it and so I had a couple of meltdowns um and when I say meltdowns I mean so I did this thing <laughs> I joked about it with my friends um I live in a, a you know an apartment it's not it's not a small apartment but it's also still just an apartment um, it's one level. I don't have multiple rooms and things to go into, you know, like it's the big open floor plan. So the living room, the kitchen and the dining room run together. I have a den, I have a bathroom, I have a bedroom, right? It's a very simple, basic apartment. Um, and again, pretty spacious, but open floor plan. So if I leave the couch to go to the kitchen, I can still see the couch. <laughs> you know, if I sit at my desk, it's in between the couch and the kitchen. Like it's not, you know, there's not a lot of difference there. Um, I don't do work in my bedroom because I need to be able to sleep. And I'm one of those people who cannot uh, sleep in the same space that I work in. So I don't go in my bedroom to you know, to get work when I need a change of scenery. And so basically, I just wasn't having this change of scenery. Um, typically, if I work from home, I might choose to, you know, do it once a week, <laughs> but to have to do it every day. Um, and even if I were doing it multiple days in one week, I might still pop into a coffee shop for a couple of hours just for a change of pace. And of course, we can't do that. So it's just been really hard, um, you know, being in this space again, going on, you know, it's been a full two months and we're entering month three now. And so I would go into my bathroom and just sit in the bathtub, like no water, like not taking a bath, just sitting in the bathtub, just looking at, just thinking about life, just pondering life and channeling my inner Deborah Cox. How did we get here? How did we get here? Um, and 
I did that a couple of times and one day I did it, I just started crying. I was just like, I can't look at these walls anymore. <laughs> like I just, I can't do it. Um, and I do go outside. So I do want to say that, like I get outside for, for walks and fresh air and stuff, but it's just the fact that I am a very active person who needs to be around other people. I'm going to just throw that back out there. And I tend to, you know, if I, I have, you know, meetings that I would go to that would be in person. And so I might have, you know, a meeting two nights a week. Um, and so then the other three nights are maybe the gym or maybe me coming home and relaxing or maybe me grabbing dinner with a friend or, you know, something. But there was like this, this, this ideal of like, it wasn't just work. There was church and then there was a community group for church and then there was dance practice for church. And then there was my sorority meetings and sorority hangouts and having dinner with friends and um, date nights and like all these things. Like there was such a variety and now it's just work and home and work. And so I hit the wall and I just started crying. <laughs> um, and I did that. A I found myself doing that a couple of times. And so then I had to stop and say, you're at your capacity. You have reached your limit to keep trying to function as if nothing has changed. And I needed to reset. And so I've made the decision going into month three to do things differently. And I've really been trying to think about, um, you know, what that looks like for me. What does different look like uh, going into this month? One thing that I really want to do is to be intentional about journaling and documenting. Um, like I said, month one, I was sick and recovering. And so that kind of went by month two, I was trying to keep up and pretend like nothing was really different. <laughs> um, and just being all in with work and stuff. Um, I have zoom fatigue. I have video chat fatigue. Um, yeah, kind of over the devices at the moment. And working through that because you know, that's still how we stay connected. So got to push through it. But um, giving myself a break there, taking time away from the devices, turning off the computer, turning off the TV, turning off uh, my phone um, and just like chilling and just like, and for me, that's, you know, it could be taking a bath um, with my candles and my, my sage burning, um, not even having music, just silence. Uh, it might be me singing, <laughs> which no one really wants to hear. So it's a good thing I do it in solitude. Um, but it's just, it's just relaxing. It's just, it's like practicing the art of rest. This is something that I have never mastered. I've never understood how to do. I've never taken the time to really understand how to do it. Even when I was recovering from surgery, yeah, I was still entertaining people and, um, you know, just being up and being productive. I like redesigned my website and wrote a bunch of blogs and like took a road trip with my mom. Like me and rest, it's like we're antonyms. <laughs> I don't, we don't go together. Um, but we need to go together. We need to be homies. We need to be besties because all of us need rest. And so month three for me is going to be intentionally learning how to rest, how to pause. Once I turn everything off, how do I just sit and be still? And not in the be still way that I've always done be still, where 
you know, I'm journaling and I'm, um, I might be praying you know, it's like my quiet time with God is like my be still time, but I have music going and I have all these things happening, but it's like, well, what if I just don't do anything? What if I just decide to lay on the couch, not sleep, not read a book, not listen to music or a podcast, um, not have the TV on, but just to actually just be there and to let my body feel the weightlessness of itself. Um, you know, the, the, what do they call it? The sensory deprivation, um, because that's what I feel like I need. That's what I'm going to focus on for month three. I also feel like I'm at a place finally where I can like think creatively um, for the personal things in my life. I know you guys um, have been wondering like how am, when am I going to be doing podcasts again and um, you know where are you going to hear from me again? What are the other things that I'm doing? Um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned, but I'm pretty sure I have that I have a blog called sunlessinseattle.com. Um, I'm also launching a web or a YouTube channel and I've been launching this YouTube channel. So this is my new, and there just ain't no videos on it. So is it a YouTube channel with no videos? I don't really know, but it does exist and it's called the well-nourished soul. And so I do think that as I get towards maybe the end of the month, I'll get into a place of really being able to fruitfully create. Um, create podcasts, create blog posts, create videos um, that I'll want to share because I think there is a lot to to share out of this season. And I'm certainly enjoying other people's creativity. Um, and I needed that. Like I needed that to to fuel mine. I needed to see those things. I needed those kinds of healing creative moments through music. Um, other things that have been happening, you know, like the, the DJ battles, the artists, the producer battles, the singers coming together, like just the magic of the culture, like black culture is so dope. I absolutely love being a black woman. Um, and I know I've said that before, so that's not a surprise. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a black woman, but just know that I absolutely love being a black woman and I love my culture. Um, and it's healing and it's, it's togetherness and it's supportive and it's all these beautiful things and seeing all of that culminate during this season um, has just been it's been magical and it's been healing for me and I really do feel like um, you know as I am learning the art of rest as I am learning to bring harmony to my work and my personal life um, and my spiritual life and my romantic life, like all of these things as I'm working to bring harmony um, to that, as I'm letting that harmony flow naturally <laughs> um, in the seasons that it, you know, how it needs to adjust, where it needs to adjust, um, I do feel like it's going to allow for me to be more creative and to um, be able to bring more content to the world. And when I say content, I really just mean me being able to share. Like it, it I will be able to share from very authentic places. Um 
wholeheartedly um, from a place of wholeness and that's exciting so um yeah i've just this feels like a huge uh brain dump on you guys and there's been so much going on but i'm really starting to feel a, a huge sense of joy uh for this season of resting Despite all this happening, because I don't want to make light of any of the loss. This is tragic. Um, this is very tragic. It's going to forever change a lot of people's lives moving forward. Like I said, I really do hope that it causes some serious policy changes in our country. Um, how we value people, um, how we show that value of life. Um, I really do hope that we see some changes there. And I'm definitely going to be working from my end on being an active person in that, that fight. Um, not being on the sidelines, but, but showing up uh, actively and in measurable ways. So that for me is, you know, part of that change, uh, being the change you want to see in the world, so to speak. Um, but I also am really looking forward to being able to, to create and to share more and not putting a, a requirement that it has to uh, look a certain way or that it has to produce um, some kind of um, monetary kickback for me. Um, that has been one of the biggest struggles for me, that in order for me to create this, this platform of sharing across you know, my channels, that I have to monetize it or else it's not real or it's not impactful. And it's like, that was a struggle for me because I don't feel called to do it to monetize it. I feel called to do it because it's part of who I am. And divorcing the need to do that, um, to operationalize everything we do. It's like, you don't have to make money off of every freaking hobby that you have, guys. You just don't. Some things you can just do for the joy, for the love of it, because it's a release, because it's an opportunity for you to find harmony <laughs> um, between the different parts of you. Um, and I am embracing that. I'm living into that. And that is what I would love to walk out of this quarantine season Um knowing, being solid in that, being completely okay with that um, as how I'm going to move forward, how I'm going to approach this, these platforms that I have, that I've created, um, whether people show up to participate or not. Um, yeah, so I think that's really all I have to share today. It has been a long time coming. This has probably been all over the place, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, but, you know, the next episode is going to be more in line with what you're used to. And I've been working on some things. I've been journaling about some things. Um, I think some things we can all do together as we're going through uh, the coronavirus pandemic um, life altering <laughs> experience. I, um, yeah, I want to share some of those things with you. And so maybe some 
maybe the next couple of uh, episodes, we'll dive into that. And I would love to hear your feedback and to love to know how you're doing. So check in with me. Um, you can check in in the comments. Um, you can check in by uh, sending me a message on Instagram. My username is Narisha Wells. Um, but definitely utilize the comments on SoundCloud. Um, you can, if you find this on my website, sunlistenseattle.com, you can drop me a comment or send me an email. I'm really excited about being back and I look forward to connecting with you guys more in the future. So stay safe, stay inside as much as possible. Um, show up for your people, your loved ones, and however you can. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Know that there's nothing wrong with you. If the days are hard, um, you're not broken. <laughs> you're just human, and that's okay. Um, you know, we're meant to do this thing called life together, and we're all in this together. And just, you know, reach out to those around you. Don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it, and let them show up for you in ways that maybe you never imagined they could. All right, that's all I got for you. And I will talk to you guys later.